Hey everybody, welcome to episode 205 of the Bite Me Podcast. I am very excited to be here today because we're going to talk about Extra Life a bunch. And because we are going to talk about Extra Life a bunch, we brought our good friend Hans with, who is an Extra Life superstar. Say hey, Hans. Hey, Hans. Thank you. You you take direction well. I like that. Colby is here as well. Say hey, Colby. See, Colby does not take direction very well. Uh, Dylan may be joining us eventually. He's got uh, some work stuff to take care of. He he had a meeting, which, you know, ew. That's what I say. I woke woke up Brooke at 730 this morning, my wife, and uh, she's like, what have you been doing? I'm like, I've had two meetings already. She's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not really sure because... My life's terrible. Anyway, we're going to talk about all the games we've played. Colby has played 75 games again today. Yeah, Colby played all the games. Uh, Hans and I played a handful of games. But interestingly, Hans and I's games overlap a lot, and that's because we played all of them together this weekend. Uh, We're going to talk some extra life. We're going to talk news and how Microsoft does not think that Bethesda games actually need to go anywhere but on Microsoft services in order to make back their $7.5 billion acquisition. Uh, Stardew Valley is getting split-screen co-op. PlayStation got a Black Lives Matter theme, and like the good news is, if you're not a racist and you were looking for PlayStation, a bunch of them opened up because there are a bunch of people that are racist. That's actually the entire story, but we'll talk about it, I guess. Uh, Master Chief's collection is getting uh, Series X updates. Uh, middle of next month, Civilization VI is getting pirates, and... Actually, everyone here knows. I was going to say, normally I would have had to exclude Dylan from this, but both me and Colby, and Hans know why I put an exclamation point after Pirates. It's very important. They both just nodded. It's great radio. Ghostbusters is coming to Rocket League. Uh, We got a screenshot from the new Double Fine Psychonauts 2 game, and it's it's horrible. We'll talk about that. I'm going to make one of these two people describe it in glorious detail. I'm very excited. Uh, and then we got questions from Vinny, Weppaman, Joe Coleslaw. Joe Coleslaw, like, I just scrolled for 14 minutes to get from the top of I, Joe Coleslaw's question to the bottom of Joe Coleslaw's question. I read half question. of it and just went like, ah, I'm sure Cliff will read it and I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. get the gist of it then. It'll be fine. Uh, we got another question from Princess Megan. Question from our good friend, Richard Deacon. Uh, Big Chappie uh, is back. Uh, I wish I could remember what they ended up naming his cat. I forget. It had a name, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, At Charisma Icon, we got a couple cheap free games. Anyways, we're going to get into it because we talk forever. This this podcast goes on forever. We should start. All right. uh, First off, Colby, uh, why don't you start actually because Hans and I played most of the same games. Yay! I'll, uh, because I played like seven games, I'll go through some of them quickly. Um, Ugly Dolls, still playing. Still, you know, decently fun for a kid's game that I don't understand and have never seen an ounce of the movie and or TV show that it's related to. Um, The movie looked okay. It didn't look great, but it looked okay. Yeah, I have no idea what it even is. I've seen Ugly Dolls in Target, I think, but past that, no idea what they are. But, you know, it's pretty fun, like, you go and collect things and build things and, you know... (laughs) You paid money for that, right? Like eight bucks. All right. Yeah. Um, and then I played Submerged, which was one of those games that was like, hey, vaguely related to water, so it's on sale. Oh, and sure. Submerged is an interesting game because when I first started playing it, I'm like, huh, I didn't realize that this was a, a 360 game. Um but I played it for a little bit, and I'm like, oh, wait, let me look at this. Nope, not a 360 game. This is an Xbox One game. Um, 
and it it looks like a 360 game. It does. Yeah. Um, it kind of handles like a 360 game. That's um, not great. It, it is an Xbox One game. Um, and you are a girl who, along with your brother in a boat, who your brother's been like injured. It's like your little brother. You're in like a kind of post-apocalyptic world where the entire world is water and you're in a city um so you can just see like kind of the tops of buildings and stuff and uh your brother has been injured and so you have to kind of go around the city and collect um like medicine and you know like a first aid kit and things like that uh, this game's to, just set in Miami in like 2028. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Um, and it's mostly that kind of um, Assassin's Creed climbing where you're, you know, jumping from ledge to ledge. Sure. Uh, it actually feels a lot like kind of Assassin's Creed, like the first one, which is to say, not fantastic, not horrible, <laughs> but not great. Um, it is like an indie-ish game, so... You know, I, I I was okay with it. Um, there's a story involves weird zombie guys. Um, there's no there's no um, uh, combat in the game. It's all oh, just kind of ex- exploration. I beat it. It wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't great, but I think I paid like two fifty to four dollars for it. So sure. that was perfectly fine for three hours of game. Um, you know, so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, then I played Double Kick Heroes, which is on Game Pass. This game um, looks awesome. Is it? Yes, no. Would it be awesomer if you had a guitar peripheral? A hundred percent. Yeah. It would also be awesomer if the... So what it is, is it's a... What are those called? Rhythm? Rhythm game, yeah. Games, yeah. It's a rhythm game, and you're in, a, again, a post-apocalyptic world with zombies. Um, and your guns on the back of your car are all to the um, drummer's, like, pedals. Um, and there's different, like... Uh, planes that you shoot on depending on what you want to you know which button you hit and things like that and my first problem was is that it's all scrolling at the bottom which means that you can't you're not actually paying attention to the screen because you have to be paying attention it's not if it had been going over um where you're driving because you're in a car i don't know if i mentioned that um okay uh you it'd be kind of interesting because you could actually kind of pay attention but because it's at the bottom, you really can't pay that much attention to it. And yeah. yes, it would be a hundred percent better if you could use a like a guitar hero guitar. I mean, I guess I have a guitar hero guitar. It's just a controller, so I probably could use a guitar. Probably hero could, but it also is done like I don't. You'd have to figure out like which one's the A, which one's the B, kind I think of they're, thing. They're colored, so they should be the same colors. I think. Are they? I think uh, so. Yeah. But uh yeah, and like that's that was my only complaint. It was a fun game, you know, it's all just kind of, you know, metal music that I've never heard, but it was yeah, yeah. you know, good. Um, you know, eventually you fight Satan, so why not? I mean um, why not? I think we should all take a turn fighting Satan. Yeah, it was I mean it was fun. Did you um, beat it? Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. Um it uh it was fun enough. Like it wasn't spectacular and those two things i think if they had if you could do that it would be a very good game 
Yeah, I always um, kind of thought that about the Guitar Hero games where there's all these, you know, there's a crowd and there's you playing guitar and your band and whatever. I'm like, but I can't pay attention to that. Uh-huh. I'm paying attention to that green button right there. That's all yep. I'm paying attention yeah. to. Yeah, and so. that's, that was kind of my thing is that because it's at the bottom, like I, you're missing a ton of stuff. You, you occasionally have to glance up because there are planes and you have to know where to like which button yeah. to hit to hit the you know zombie that's running towards you but other than that you're not really paying all that much attention um then i played 0000, zero, zero, zero which uh is possibly one of the better games i've played in a while really um it is a 2 bit uh what are what are those called like super meat boy um splatformer sure um there are 100 levels and like I, it literally is like you know two bit Commodore looking yeah, game yeah, yeah. kind these of are, thing. These are not good graphics. No, no. Um, and you know you touch a spike, you die. A uh, laser hits you, you die. But the interesting thing is, is unlike Super Meat Boy, there's a hundred levels. You can play any of them. Interesting. Um, so you die, it just sends you to a new level. There's no like, there's no so, loading. There's no anything. You die, you're just at the other, the start of a new level. So you don't try that same level nope. over and over again until it just it just randomly chooses one of the 100 levels and sends you to another one. That's super interesting. Which makes it because you don't get frustrated. You don't yeah, get yeah. that like I've tried this level 37 times and I just want to beat it because you're just on a new level and you'll beat the like you'll beat the easier ones you know kind of first and then you know it kind of you might just get into a rhythm beat the hard one you might not and just you know eventually hit it again interesting and yeah it worked really well um i picked it up for 5 bucks i think yeah and it is 100% worth it it is huh, a really cool. fun game i'd like to try that yeah i i highly suggest it um, then I played The Dark Pictures, Man of Madon. Oh, I'm very excited to hear about this. I've been thinking about playing this one, too. Am I going to get don't? Might I suggest don't? Oh. Um, well, I won't say don't. Um, I don't know which horror game to blame, and I assume it is Silent Hill. That was like, all horror games must have the worst camera angles possible. <laughs> like, I want... I, I want to be walking forward and then walk into a new room and have to switch which way I'm walking because the camera turned and all of a sudden instead of pushing forward, I have to push back because if I don't, I just walk back into the room. I just walked out. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. And that is 100% how I... Like, the atmosphere in the game was good, but like the camera angle and the just moving around felt really bad, Mm. as did... Like, some of the character decisions... Like, I played it for an hour and a half, I want to say. And, it, like, the very first, you're you're on a boat. Um, because you're going to do some, like, deep sea diving into a haunted wreck. Sure. And the it's a guy and a girl who's, like, running the, she, the, the captain. And, the, you're, and this other boat comes up. And she's like, okay, just play it cool. And... You're, you know, okay, whatever. Bolt pulls up. The other dude, like, instantly... After he's just said, like, yeah, no, no, I'll play it cool. Because you get to choose, you know, it gives you, like, three choices. Like, I'm like, okay, yes, I'll play it cool. Comes up, comes to a cinematic, and he's like... You know, because the guy's like, oh, you hit our boat. And he's like, well, this money, you know, and, like, starts throwing money at him. Will this help? How about here's another 20? And just being, like, a dick. And I'm like, but 
I chose a thing that was like, yeah, no, I'll play it cool. Is, <laughs> is this me playing it cool? That was as cool as you get, Cole. And it, it, it's, it's, I noticed it a couple times where it just felt like I chose something and I just did kind of the opposite of it, mm-hmm. which I'm sure affects the story in some way. Um, That's weird. It, like I said, it's only a five-hour game, so I might beat it. But after an hour and a half, I was kind of just like, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to play this anymore. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I want to, because I actually bought it. It's on Game Pass, but I bought it, I don't know, about a month and a half before it hit Game Pass. Yeah, um, I only paid like 10 bucks for it, so, you know. But still, it just, I don't know, it wasn't... I hate how games have, you know, horror games especially, have decided that, like, oh, yes, we have to have the worst camera angles. I think the worst part about horror games, I think, I think because horror games, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think horror games are kind of like horror movies where they there's a core group of fans that love those things, mm-hmm. but they aren't ever going to go out to a huge audience. Yeah. Um, and so you have to make a horror game relatively cost-effectively. Um which I think means that you skimp on a lot of things sometimes, and I would wonder if engine and is one stuff of them. is one of them. I don't know. Then I played Timura, Timuamara? I don't know how to say it. Did you it's, play as a busty cat girl? Um, yes, no. Because <laughs> it is a, like, a 8-bit game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you so did, yes, but only I did. in the loading screen? Yeah, but in like the loading screen and like when two characters are talking and it pops up the, you know, like kind of picture, then you're like, oh, apparently that's a busty cat girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of a fun platformer-ish, like, like light action RPG game. Yeah, it looks like a um, mix of like, I don't know, Mario and like Zelda, Zelda 2. 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it is. Interesting. Um, it was actually really fun. Uh, it's pretty short. It was like maybe three hours long. Sure. Um, so it wasn't, you know, like Zelda 2 that was like eight and mm-hmm. should have been three. Yeah. But uh, it was actually pretty fun. I picked it up for two bucks on sale. and Nice. And I really kind of enjoyed it. Uh, if you, Especially if you like that kind of game that, like I said, it really did remind me of uh, like Zelda two yeah. or, or those kind of like action RPGs a little less on the RPG ish, you know, kind of thing, but yeah. it was fun. Um, and then I played two parsecs to earth, which is a, uh, Metroidvania kind of game sure. where you're a robot who crashes on to a planet. That's like two parsecs from earth and <laughs> hence the name. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to collect, you know, the, the stuff from your ship that broke out and, uh, fix it. So I assume you can get to earth. I only played it for maybe 45 minutes, so sure. I haven't gotten too far into it. It's really, it's a fun game and it's kind of funny in that it's very like meta in that it knows it's a, you know, Metroidvania kind of game sure. where every time you're like, you know, you, you, you know, you jumped, you didn't, I didn't have to tell you how to jump. I'm glad you've played a video game before kind of thing. <laughs> um, so I assume next week I'll have more on that, but cool. it was fun. All right. I'm going to talk real quick about the handful of games that I played that Hans did not play. And then we'll both talk about all the games that we played together. Um, one game that I did not put on this list is Katana Zero, which I played mm. and I am, trash at it like 
bad. Like not, <laughs> not, not like, hey, this is fun. And I can see myself like working <laughs> through this to play more of it bad. But like me going like, ah, yes, I can see how this would be a good game if you were good at video games. Unfortunately, I am not. I and, loved that game. Oh, it's cool. Super cool. Um, so if, hard like Shinobi or? Um, did you ever play Hotline Miami? Yes. It's, it's, I've described it many times as Hotline Miami, but side-scroller. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I think if it wasn't, if that game wasn't, you die and you restart the entire level from Mm -hmm. scratch, I would probably play that game. If that game wasn't, like, every time you get hit once, you die and you restart levels from scratch. Like, if it was, like, hey, you get a life, or you have two hearts, or three hearts, or, hey, these levels have checkpoints or something, Mm -hmm. I could play this game, but I am just absolutely not good enough to to do it. So, cool, and I'm glad you liked it. It's on Game Pass. You should try it. I was not good at it. So. Have you considered getting good? I have been attempting to get good, Colby, mm. for roughly... 40 Yeah, years, 36 42. years. I don't know how old you are. Uh, well, I'm, I'm 42, and I you know started playing video games when I was five. So, 37 years, and... Um, I think it's too late, you know, like old dog, new tricks, man. So, so you've you've been playing video games for thirty seven years. Yes, I've been playing games for probably thirty five years. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird. I mean, yeah, it's weird. Well, that's like like my my son Carter. Like he started gaming when he was three. So yeah. you know he he beat his first video game at three. So I don't know if he's beaten another one since then. To be honest, but oh, you know, it's all good. It's just playing Minecraft. Just Minecraft all the time. Um. In weird, like, Ichio games. It's real strange. <laughs> I, he's, he plays this game called Crunker all the time. And I'm like, what, what is this? He's like, it's called Crunker. It, like, runs in your browser. And it's like a first-person deathmatch shooter. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> cool. But, like, he, he'll stream it. And, like, tons of people will, like, join in and, like, start playing with him. And, like, he had, he had one day where he got, like, 15 followers on Twitch just because he was playing Crunker. And people would, like, follow him and then come play with him. I'm like, maybe there's something about this Crunker game that I should be learning. Anyway, it's it's fine, I guess. Um, I also played uh, Ink and Fall, which is that. How is that? It's good. It's really good. Um it's so the the story is you were a girl named something i don't remember her name starts with an m and your sister is a witch um but like a like a harry potter witch like she goes to inkenfall which is a um which is a like hogwarts kind of school and she's going because she's she's going to find her because there was like an incident and she never came home for summer and oh. so she's, go, she's going to find her and so you get there and then you also find out like before you get to school that you also have magic powers they just had never manifested and, and so on and so forth and so that's kind of where i'm out of the game trying to get to find my sister um the combat in it is really interesting it is Turn-based like a role-playing game. Uh, like a, I'm sorry, turn-based like a JRPG. Yeah. Um, but the difference is, is every play you can move a number of spaces. So um, the playing field looks just like any standard JRPG where you start on one side and then the bad guys start on the other side. And then both you and the bad guys can move around this playing field. But it's not like... It's not like... Um, like a Divinity Original Sin. It's not like you have movement points. It's like you have a... 
you have a a move set that you can make and it's it's maybe a third of the screen and you can move anywhere inside of that um i want to say that's vaguely how tales of Esperio works like slightly different but that you can move um and do things but it's not not necessarily like the jrpg-ish thing, yeah but the movement sounds vaguely like that and then your spells all have like a a pattern that they attack him and so like my i have a like a fire spell and it can attack it won't attack in the squares directly next to me and then it'll attack in a bar that stretches the entire length of the playfield um two squares in front of me and also two squares behind me and so you have to maneuver to the point where the thing you want to attack is inside your spell range. Um, but then like my, I have a fireball spell and that fireball spell attacks in like a plus sign. Um, but then do you remember in um, final fantasy three? Um, I don't remember the character, but the, you had a thing where when you cast your spell, if you did like a street fire style, yeah, Saban. Saban, yeah. Thing you, you do a better attack. Like, this has that, too, where if you press a button, like, as your attack hits, you'll do more damage. And then the reverse side on defense, if someone attacks you and you hit your button in the right place, they'll do less damage to you. So combat is not, like, it's not that JRPG thing where you're just, like, attack, wait for them to hit you, wait for them to hit you, attack. It's really interactive. Um, And if you don't like the... Having to hit buttons when things attack to defend, you can also actually turn that auto on. So it's the default setting is nothing on, and you have to hit a button to actually dodge. And then there's a middle one where it'll dodge most of it, but you have the option to dodge all of it. And then there's another one where it'll just dodge all of it. Um, and you can also there's another accessibility feature where you can just actually turn on a button that will say win this fight. <laughs> so if you get to a fight you can't beat, you can just like turn on the win this fight button mm-hmm. and just nice. beat it. Um, but it's really cute. It's 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 very like I don't know, eight bit, sixteen bit. Um, you save by petting cats. There's cats all over the school because it's a magic school, I guess. And so there'll just be like a cat sitting on the ground, and so you go up and pet it, and it's like you pet the cat and you feel calm. You restored all your HP, and now you can save. <laughs> so it's fun. I'm really enjoying it. I've been playing the entire thing um, via um, so the Xbox app on the iPhone updated two days ago and i think the android app updated like two weeks ago where you can stream video games from your xbox console to your phone and it's just all done via the xbox app and so i've been playing with that um to see how it works and so i played all of ink and fell i've played about 90 minutes of it via my phone which has been really cool and it works it's interesting. I think it's really interesting because this is the third thing I've done this way now, right? I do it with the, my Steam, the Steam Link app. I've done it with that um, app I talked about last week. It's called um, uh, Rainway, and now I've done it with the Xbox app. And it's interesting because all three of them work badly in different ways. Um, the Steam app is probably the most solid of them, but it's also the one that's been out the longest. Um, and it has like the power of my gaming PC that's plugged into the wall behind it, and it, it's pretty solid. It, like the only thing that that it doesn't do is that um, sometimes like you drop sound out Um, the rainway app would just like rubber band terribly. Like if it couldn't keep up, it would just you rubber band all over the place. And the Xbox app 
has kind of terrible sound. Like my sounds kind of crackly the entire time. Like I would not want to actually listen to it on headphones because I think it would be terrible, but just like in your hand with the volume, not super high, it's fine. Um, but sometimes like the screen, just like you'll switch to another screen and the old screen will stay there and kind of smear <laughs> around a bit. But like, if you hit pause, it'll like just go, Oh shoot. Sorry. I just clear the screen and it works. Okay. So it's not perfect. And like I said, it's been out for two days. Like two I days. presume yeah. it'll get better. Um, but overall, like, man, being able to play Xbox games not tied directly to my Xbox is pretty awesome. So I think I will, nice. I, like, I was kind of not playing Inconfall because it's long. Like, it's like, I think, 15 or 20 hours, as I recall. And so I was like, I don't want to get into that in the middle of other games I'm playing. But if I can play it upstairs on my phone, and it's not super action-y, so I don't have to worry about, you know latency from my phone and whatever. It, it seems great. So I played that. Um, I think those are all the games that, that I played without Hans. So let's talk about the games we played together, Hans. Yay. Um, so I think you've played all of these games previously, correct? None of these games were new to you. Correct. Okay. Uh, so, oh, uh, Fall Guys. Guys. Fall Guys was brand new to me and I streamed my first ever game of it. Tell me what you thought about Fall Guys. I enjoy it, but man, I don't know how Vinny's won like a hundred times. Right? I he's won over eighty, and yeah. I do not understand how. Like it's it, the it, season two of that game is so hard. There's one called Wall Climb. I want to say, guys. Oh wall my guys. gosh, it's incredibly bad. Wall Guys is awful. I, we hit it. I don't even know how many times, and I think Carter was successful on it once. I never made it to the end. You never made it to the end. Um, man, Fall Guys is so good though. Like it's just wholesome and pure and fun, and it's cool to play with friends, even though like technically you're competing with each other. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're, yeah, and it's they need to fix it so you can watch people watch your friends easier and things like that. But that, yeah, I mean, it's fun. that patch actually just came out, and so now oh. I believe by default you'll actually automatically watch your friends right after we were playing it all weekend long. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm glad you liked that. So yeah. Um, we also played Valorant, which I think we've talked about a little bit on the podcast. It's the, it's the team shooter made by Riot Games. Um, and you'd played it quite a bit before this, right? Yeah. Uh, Logan and I, my 14 year old, we were in the beta together. So this was a game he's been super excited about. And so, yeah, we got in the beta, which was a weird and interesting way to get in the beta since you had to watch someone else play it on Twitch for like 20 hours. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but yeah, so we were there. We've been playing it quite a bit. Um, I definitely think I love Overwatch and I will always love Overwatch, but Valorant is a much better balanced game. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I wish nothing in this world, Colby, more than that you had a gaming PC because you would love this game and you would be very, very, very good at it. I'll get right on that. Uh, um, it's I think it'll probably come to the Xbox eventually. They've said that they're kind of thinking about it. And I mean, they'd be throwing away money by not doing it. So it's um, like if you haven't seen it, it's it takes all of the seriousness of CSGO. So you buy new guns every, I mean, well, I mean, and the plot, like the plot is literally CSGO. There's, we'll say terrorists and counter terrorists. One of them's planting a bomb. The other one's trying to stop them from planting a bomb. Like that's, you know, that's the plot. Um, and you buy new guns every round. Um, and 
it does have uh, like permadeath essentially. So once you die in a round, you wait until the end of that round to to come back. Um, but it also adds like the the powers. Um, the what, what's the right word for those? No, like, I think that's right. Uh, yeah. Your abilities, the abilities, abilities and yeah. then also your ultimate. It has an ultimate. It's it's the same kind of thing as Overwatch. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of the characters are almost clones of some of the Overwatch characters, yeah. or one Overwatch character that is, or two Overwatch characters. Uh, bounced into one uh the nice thing honestly about valorant for me is that in overwatch if i were to go into a a game with five other random people and try to play competitive it would not work out very well right in overwatch everybody has to be doing exactly the right thing at the right time in with valorant because of the csgo non-bullet spongy nature of the of the game one good player can win rounds after round to yeah. two good players, right? There's not, you don't have tanks that have to tank. You don't have, and there are healers and things like that in the game, but the abilities just don't overwhelm the the guns, right? Yeah. If you're a good shooter, you're, you're going to be good at the game. And I would say that's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, the plus side of that game is if you've never played it before. I mean, we played it this weekend with probably five or six people who had literally never played it before. Like, we're holding up our streams waiting for them to get through the tutorial so they could play. And they oh, yeah. were able to come in and instantly go, oh, yeah, I understand how this game works. Um, because you can say at first, like, don't worry about your superpowers just when you see someone shoot them with your gun and everybody knows how to shoot someone with a gun. And then they, they, uh, after about three rounds ago, like, so what do these powers do? And you're like, hit F1 and they'll show you the powers do. And then three rounds later, they're shooting people and they're putting up walls of flame and they're putting up, you know, it's, it was very cool to watch. Um, I think the downside of it is, is one person on the other team, specifically one person on the other team that's really good with a sniper rifle can own this game. Like it, like not, I don't want to say ruin it for the other team, but we played, we played against two teams that had guys that were really good with sniper rifles and there was just nothing you could do. Like you there, could there are things. And yeah, so that's where you have to get into the using your abilities, right? Yep. To teleport behind that sniper or to obfuscate yep. your movement. But you know, exactly what you're saying. Like it was great to see Adam of bite me podcast fame yeah. and our Deacon and those guys just come in and they were getting clutch plays. They yep. were actually, you know, absolutely. It was, it was, it was wonderful. I mean, Dylan, the first two rounds, like the first two full games. So the game's uh, first two 13 win by two. So each game takes about 40 minutes to play. Um, Dylan, the first two complete games took MVP on our team and it was the first two games he'd played. Like he got really good. And I think the other side of it for me too, is that it's slower than Overwatch. Like Overwatch is super fun, but I watch an over, like I'm playing an Overwatch game and I'm overwhelmed the entire time I'm playing it because there's just so much happening and there's abilities going off all the time and it's crazy. And this is just a little bit slower, just a little more methodical, just a little bit. You have to be a little more careful. You have to be a little bit sneaky. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Tarkov in the the sound really matters. Yep. Footsteps carry and you can hear people doing things. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Um, Whereas Overwatch is just rush and do what you're supposed to do. And yeah, if you have a PC, it is 100 percent free. Um, the the paid part of it is appears to mostly be cosmetic. Um, it is all cosmetic. There is no pay to win. Yeah. So, I mean, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. It's super fun. We're actually going to try and set up like uh, some sort of recurring bite me Valorant game where we get a group of five people or 10 people together and, and play because it's super fun. 
Um, so besides that, what else did we play? You played some Tarkov. How's Tarkov? You, a bunch of new uh, stuff happened in Tarkov. A bunch of... So Tarkov actually got a huge update. Um, unfortunately, it was after Extra Life weekend. Um, playing Tarkov after playing all day Saturday and Sunday, though, and trying to do our regular Tarkov stream really took a toll on me, I would say. <laughs> the last three hours of a 24, 26-hour gaming stream was Tarkov, and that did not work out so well. But I will say this week, Tarkov actually did get some interesting updates. Uh, there is now a compass in the game, so you can tell nice. which way you're going, which is great. Uh, the problem is you actually have to pull out the compass, and you, you know, you're holding your gun in one hand. You can't shoot and hold the compass at the same time. Um, the kind of punch in the parts for that, though, is this compass is great, but all of the maps that people have drawn to show you where things are yeah, in yeah, Tarkov yeah, yeah. are upside down from what the compass uh, <laughs> reads. So, um, Fancy Lad, Mad Dog, and I are spe- we like uh, we played Tuesday night last night, and it was like, oh, North. I mean, uh, the old North. I mean, uh, you know. So, yeah, getting used to that. But yeah, so they added a bunch. They added a couple guns. They added an interesting shotgun that actually has flashbang rounds in it. So when you hit somebody with it, they can't see for eight seconds. That's awesome. That yeah. seems like, like I heard both of you guys talking about because I watched part of that stream, and uh, it seems like the most OP thing that is quickly going to get nerfed. Yeah, I Reddit's been loving it, so you're seeing a lot of it in the game. Uh, the, the good thing is it's only a two-round shotgun, so oh, it's not, sure. I mean, you have to be pretty close, and it's a two-clip, you know, two rounds per clip, so. That's not as bad. Per magazine. That's not bad. Uh, but yeah, so there was Tarkov. <laughs> Colby's very disappointed in your use of gun words. Yes, magazine. I'm sorry, is it an M1 Grand? Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. Anywho, yeah, Tarkov continues to be a very interesting game that I love to watch you play and have no interest in playing myself. Um, and then, uh, what, we did a whole, like, what, four hours of Among Us with a bunch of Bite Me folks? God, Among Us is so good. And so we've talked a bunch about Among Us. Um, and nothing has changed in Among Us except that. Well, I will say one thing that has changed in Among Us is: Did you guys see the stats from uh, AOC playing Among Us last night? Mm-hmm. She went from having not having a Twitch channel to having like three and a half million followers. Um, she is officially now the third highest viewed streamer uh, streamer on Twitch. She had four hundred and fifty or five hundred and fifty simultaneous views last night on Twitch while she played. Uh, among us with her and um uh shoot what's her name um from Minneapolis. Omar. yeah Ilhan Omar like it was it was pretty cool um, uh, I will tell you Ilan has a hell of a gaming rig too and, uh-huh. you know I was so disappointed like <laughs> I saw that picture I'm like holy cow and she's like yeah here's the stats and it's like a you know Intel you know 10th generation whatever and 32 gigs of RAM and a uh, like 2060 and whatever but apparently she borrowed it from uh, like a guy who helps run her campaign <laughs> so uh, that was not actually her rig but at least she <laughs> recognized that it was a cool rig so yeah. I'm like dude she's got LED RAM I don't have LED I- RAM <laughs> I loved the what is it the hard copy is that the yeah 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 the, yeah like, um, onion site yeah yeah no it was what was theirs that who tried to do it um, <laughs> that Jeb uh, <laughs> unfortunately picks the worst night to start his Twitch channel Jeb Bush yeah that was funny <laughs> um, but you know the thing we did this weekend with Among Us that I, like I don't know who came up with this but apparently I mean it was we did not invent this I like I'll put that out there but I don't know some of the the young children we were playing with because obviously it would have to be young children came up this we're like hey do you guys want to play among us hide and seek i'm like huh and what you do is you you make it so there's only one um 
Imposter. Imposter. You set it so his his range of vision is super low, and then you just say, okay, like count to ten and everyone go hide, and then he has to find all the people in the level and then kill them. And then the last person to not be killed wins. Um, And it is a really fun kind of wacky take on like just taking a game and adding a completely different game inside of it with the tools that that game provides, which I thought was really fun. Um, the first time we played it, Hans and I both hid behind. There's like poor Adam. <laughs> there was like this giant. I don't even know what it was. Like glass. Like I mean, you would expect there to be like a body floating in some sort of liquid inside of it. But like I went and hid behind it, and then Hans came in and hid behind me. Adam walks past us like five times, six times, cannot find us. Like is within. I don't know, four feet of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just misses us. We could see him come on the screen and walk right past and then walk out of the room. And it was giggling. hilarious. <laughs> but that was a ton of fun. We had a we had a really good every time I play Among Us, I have a really fun time. Like it's just a it's such a cool, simple game, and I really, I really dig that. Um what else did we play? Uh Duck Game, you, me, and Carter. Ah, everyone should go buy Duck Game. Like we don't need to right talk now. about Duck Game. Go nope. buy Duck Game. I also played Stick Fight. Everyone should also go play Stick Fight. Um, like for, you could buy those two games, I think, for fifteen dollars, and have fun for hours and hours and hours. Um, I think they're available. Like we play them on the PC, but I think they're available on Xbox and PlayStation as well. I believe so. Go, uh, go, go! Try those. I think I think Stick Fight's actually available on iOS, even I think, um, and Android. So go go check that out. Um, you played some Minecraft. How's Minecraft? Uh, Minecraft is uh, Minecraft. It uh, you know is neat that just last week my seven year old got to play Minecraft nice. for his first time. So he was super excited. He was super excited to get to spend you know a bunch of hours playing Minecraft for kids. He was really excited about Extra Life. Um, but what you know is really interesting to me is just how amazingly fast he took to keyboard and mouse. Movement. Yeah. Right. Like, I was like, oh, you're a gamer. Because he sat down, he's like, how do I move? And I showed him, and then, bam, he's running all around the map. I tell you, I have a lot of friends, um, like adult friends, who are just so, oh, my gosh, you know, screen time. I can't let my kids play games for more than 14 minutes at a time. They have to earn their screen time every day. I'm like, like, I get it, I guess. But also... Like, my kid knows how to use a computer inside and out. He knows how to use a mouse, knows how to use a keyboard, has known how to use those things since he was five, knows how to trouble things on a P- troubleshoot things on a PC, knows how, like, he's got his own Discord server. The other day, he's like, hey, do you want me to set up, like, this bot thing in Discord so we can have extra life notifications? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, just do the blue, 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 blue. And, <laughs> you know, like, I guarantee you, like, you would way rather your kid play a lot of video games now and know what they're doing than be like a lot of people I used to work with that are like 50 and like are still hunting peck typing and emailing all in capitals because it's easier. Um, oh yeah. That's, I have a career because of video games. Yeah. Same. Not in video games, but it's, yeah. Same thing is I, the reason I got into what I do is because I played on computers as a kid. So, you know, moral of the story, play more games. Um, last game we're going to talk about, uh, I forgot about is called Sea of Solitude. Um, I actually beat it on stream actually, I think, uh, Sunday morning. It's, uh, I talked about a little bit about it last week. It's on, it's on EA Access right now and it's coming to Game Pass when EA Access comes to Game Pass on November 10th. Um, it's again, like, 
it's a game that is about something. It's a game about like loneliness and depression and um, your parents getting divorced and your boyfriend, you know, being kind of a, you know, like a little bit abusive and maybe a little bit like having some depression problems of his own. And it's a game that wears that like right on its sleeve. Like I've played a lot of games. Uh, the way I would describe this game is I've played a lot of games recently that claim to be about something. Um, like Greece, like, um, oh shoot, Cole, help me. Uh, the game with Celeste. Celeste, thank you. Um, and I'm not saying those games aren't about something, but those games are games, first of all, and about something, second. Um, and like Greece, like you could play that game. If no one had told you beforehand that that game was about something, you would never know. Like, it, it's not, it does not put that on Front Street. Kind of the same with Celeste. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have picked it up. I mean, like, there's... I probably would have, but, like, it's... I don't know. It, it's not, like, necessarily, like, right there. Yeah, this game is probably about something first and a game second. Like, the gameplay is... Only only exists to serve to tell a story about a girl who has all these problems and how she gets through them. Um and it's really good. Like, I, I think that that's the reason it probably didn't get great reviews. It, it had kind of that, like, high 60s, low 70s kind of kind of scores. And I think it's probably because there's just not a huge amount of game there. But it's only three hours long. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And I liked the story it was telling. And it's kind of pretty. I mean, it's got that kind of, like, chunky, current-gen indie feel to it. Um but it was it was a different story than I'd ever seen told well in a video game before, and I think that that was, uh, I think that that was something you know something to be said. So if you like, wait until it comes to Game Pass and lift you have EA access and, and try it. Like I said, I think I beat it in maybe three or four hours. So you know, give 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 it a look. Uh, <clears throat> the reason that Hans is here today, besides that we just like having Hans here is we're going to talk about Extra Life now. And I know we're like 45 minutes into this podcast and we just got through the games we're playing, but we played a lot of games, all right? And they were all good and you need to hear about them. Um, so as it stands, as as I took this, this screenshot this morning, probably, we are currently the 89th team in every team in uh, Extra Life out of, last time I checked over 4,000. So we are, we're in the, the top very few percent, 5%, 3%. Why don't you tell us the total Hans, because you raised like 80% of that total. It is $5,276. And I'm going to make that even sound a little more impressive because I know at least a hundred of that is getting matched by a company. So and I know 50 more of it. So we can well. we can say 5,426 dollars. I don't know how to do math. That got too hard. Sure. I apologize. Um almost $5,500, um a little less. Um actually like $100 less. But anyway, you get the point. Mid 5,000. That is the most money we have ever raised in extra life. So we've been doing this is our fourth year in extra life. That beat our former record by I don't know, like 150 bucks ish um, from our 2018 time. And, and I don't think we're actually done yet. Um, I know Colby's going to do some extra life on the 7th. I'll probably do Woo! some more extra life. Um, my kid's going to do it with some friends this weekend. So I, I don't think we're actually done fundraising. Um, and Hans just keeps having like 
random donations plop in. Like we get, he got one yesterday morning. Yeah, that's good. Um, what was your total raising, Hans? Because it was impressive. It is. Let me go back to my page. Uh, Three thousand five hundred and fifty-five dollars. So, like all of it, Hans raised <laughs> well over half of that total um, because he is awesome and he has phenomenal friends. Um, I will probably add maybe $20 to that total because I have no friends. You know, friends aren't important, Call Put it on your Facebook. Like, yeah, So what? You're going to donate? Yeah, know, I donate? might donate to you. Me and your other three Facebook friends. Um, I am just so, so proud and so overwhelmed by the generosity of the people that listen to this podcast, our friends, our family, like that is a huge, huge, huge thing for like, it's crazy. I mean, we pointed it out this morning, humble bundle, like one of the biggest, and I, like, I'm sure they'll make more money than this, but, uh, humble bundle, huge company owned by IGN came out to there like, Hey, we're doing extra life this weekend. And our goal is $5,000. <laughs> like for us to be, I mean, the level we're at fundraising wise puts us up with like national chapters of extra life guilds. Um, it puts us up with huge streamers with a ton of audience. It's, it's very, very cool to be able to raise this money for children's American network hospitals. Uh, Hans does it for Riley's, uh, children's hospital in Indiana. I do it for, uh, Seattle children's hospital in Seattle, obviously. Um, but I mean, we've raised money for, uh, I know hospitals in Ohio. Um, Colby probably does it for um, Primary Children's Hospital in Salt Lake. Um, it's just it's such a cool thing to be involved in, and I'm so thankful that that we get to do it every year. I think I, I don't have the actual honest goodness total, but I think this puts us at probably somewhere between seventeen thousand and eighteen thousand dollars over the last four years, which is which is pretty cool. Which is really pretty cool. I, I love doing this, and hopefully next year is going to be even bigger and better. I like when Hans is like, you got to raise originally my, my goal was $5,500. He's like, get to raise that to six. I'm like, I don't know if we're going to make 3,500 bucks in like COVID times where we're all separate and we're all whatever. And man, we, we did. So thank you for pushing me Hans. Well, yeah, it's good stuff. I had the same concerns and then we, yeah, I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> Me too. Well. God, it was such a good, such a good time. Like it's, I love doing that every every year. So, uh, which one of you going to play Dylan today? News. Uh, apparently, it will be Colby. All right, uh, we're actually back to the 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 real podcast now. Uh, Bethesda, and by Bethesda, I mean um, Phil Spencer has said that there is no reason for Xbox to put. Bethesda games out on any platform except the Xbox and PC because they don't need to do it to make money. They think that between uh, the systems that they support that they will be absolutely fine. I'm, I'm going to actually read this to you direct from an interview with Kotaku because I really like what he said. When asked if the company would be able to recoup the $7.5 billion it spent on the acquisition without selling Elder Scrolls Six on PlayStation consoles, Spencer flat out just said... Yes. 
And then he followed with, I don't want to be flip about that. This deal was not done to take away games from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to go play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had asked. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices we have, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass on our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means. And I like that for two reasons. One is he's saying, like, we don't have to, but we're not going to, like, we're, we're not in this to be dicks. Like, we're not, I, I, I can't imagine a world where Elder Scrolls Six does not come out on the PlayStation 5. Like, I, I don't think that happens. But I think it's very interesting that also they know, like, eh, $7.5 billion, it's not really that much money. We can make that back up. So Xbox is a hell of a platform, people. You got to wonder how long till Sony just pulls out of the hardware market and pulls a Sega. Right? I mean, well, you know, actually, I think the only reason that doesn't happen, Hans, is that's the only way they make money. It's the only way they make money. Like, literally, the PlayStation division of Sony is the only profitable division of Sony. And <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> I don't know how. No, I mean, I get it. And that's, you know, that was that was Sega, right? And then they realized they couldn't make money on hardware and started licensing their characters and yeah. making software and made, now they're making money again. Yeah, I don't know. It would be. Or were. It uh, and maybe bought by Microsoft. Yeah, maybe bought by Microsoft. Like that's up in the air. They, they, Microsoft has officially denied it, but mm, we'll see. We will see. Uh, have you guys ever played Stardew? You, you played some Stardew. I Call. beat it. Nice. I put like seventy-five hours into it. I want to say, oh, not if not bad. more. Have you played? How do you beat that game? I thought it went on and on. No, you get married I, and have kids, and there's there's like a an ending. Um, I mean, you can continue playing it, but there is, like, I think, a an ending. It uh, It's one of those games that I have held off. I held off on playing it for years because I wanted to play it co-op. Mm -hmm. um, because I thought it would be a really good co-op game. And then it came out co-op, and I was like, yeah, but I, I only have one copy of it. And I'm, I'm like, man, I guess I could play it with Carter. And Carter, I played a little bit co-op, but he wasn't super into it. And I'm like, maybe I could play it with my wife co-op, but she only has a Mac. And blah, 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 blah. And moral of the story is I've waited just long enough, like just long enough. I just took a screenshot of the uh, the podcast accidentally as I moved my hand being demonstrative about my Stardew playing. Anyway, um, in the new version 1.5 update that is coming soon, they will add split screen co-op to both the console and PC consoles will probably my, my guess is this is how it'll play out. I don't I don't know, but I'm guessing PC is four player split screen. So it'll actually just, you know, four player right there on the PC um, consoles are between two and four players. I would guess the Xbox version of it will get um, is it is on the Xbox, right? That's where Colby played it. So it has to be. I played it on Switch. Oh, so maybe it is Stardew on the Xbox? I don't know. Hmm. This is this is this is going to really screw. Okay, it is cool. So I'm not talking not talking backwards anymore. Um, my guess is that on the Xbox and the PlayStation, it'll be four player split as well, and it'll be two player split on the Switch. So if you have not played Stardew, it's good. Colby put seventy five hours into it, at least if not more, at the first uh, in January this year. Uh, and you'll be able to play that with, you know, friends or strangers that you invite into your house to play video games. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend the second, but 
you do you, you know, pick up a homeless guy, give him some pizza and play Stardew. Not during the pandemic. Oh, what if he wears a mask and you have a really big couch so you're six feet apart? And the windows open. And the windows are open. Good call. All right. Uh, so wait, hold on. I want to go back and please. Just a second. Do you actually want to play a game like this split screen? <laughs> I don't. I don't even uh, like multiplayer. I don't even see this as a game where I'm like, oh, I'd like to play that multiplayer. It's fun multiplayer, though. Is it? Yeah, it really is. Um, and I think it depends on how the split screen works. Um, because I think there is good split screen and there is bad split screen. And my guess is that this is good split screen. Um, you've played the, the Lego Harry Potter game yeah, or yeah, like yeah. the Lego games. And you know how, remember when you first played those, um, it was like a pretty hard split screen. Um, but then they started introducing, it back and forth. yeah, but then they introduced yeah. it. Like I think in the Harry Potter ones where the split would actually like, be kind of diagonal and it was, yeah, kind of moved with you. Like that's good split screen. And at very least in one of the screenshots they posted, they posted one split screen where the two players are completely different parts of the, the game. Um, but they posted one where they're on the same screen and it's not split at all. So my guess is it's something like uh, like a Lego where if you're on the same screen doing the same thing, you will be on the same screen. And if you are not, you will be on separate screens. But I, I don't think, I mean, on a big TV, I think two player is fine. I don't think I'd ever want to play it four player. That sounds kind of awful unless you have a monstrous TV. But... I really like playing these kind of games with other people. Um, I tend to get kind of bored playing it by myself after a while. Like, like my my time at Porsche. Like, I really liked that game for like the first year of game time, and then after that, I was kind of like, I'm kind of bored. But I think if I had someone to play it with, I would have been able to like because you can talk and you can like yeah. it becomes more of a social thing than it is a uh, game thing. These games are pretty chill yeah. too. So yeah. I don't know. Brooke and I are going to start playing um, Spiritfarer. I think because nice. um, that has co-op. One of you plays the the main person, one of you plays their cat. Um, I think we're going to start that this week. So we'll see. And that's kind of, kind of the same thing, kind of nice and chill and, and whatever. And I want to play that, but it's too long to play it by myself. So we will see. All right. Uh, PlayStation. So this, <laughs> I, we, I kind of buried the, uh, unburied the lead. What's, what's the gave away the lead? I don't know. Anyway, PlayStation, um, just launched a black lives matter theme. Um, it's, you know, very, very much the, you know, the black and yellow in the fist and so on and so forth. And uh, a bunch of people, because gamers are terrible um, and uh, racists are racist, were like, well, I, I refuse to support a, a gaming company that would support something like BLM. And, and like, you have to kind of wonder, like, where these people, like, I guess that's the line they drew is, you know, like, you can, you can have, they can be a Microsoft and, and Sony can be, you know, good companies that probably donate to places like that, you know, and then, you know, they, they do whatever. Um, but apparently a bunch of people like really drew the line at them supporting Black Lives Matter with a background that is free that they don't make any money on. Um, and a How bunch dare of, they? yeah, right. And a bunch of people canceled their PlayStation 5 pre-orders. So a bunch of PlayStation 5 pre-orders opened up for a brief window when that came out. And I think that's pretty great. Um, I would prefer, honestly, if I didn't have to play online with those people in general. So maybe maybe that's actually a solution. So, like, maybe the solution to, like, toxic gamers is we just need to get Xbox and PlayStation to come out as pro enough things. Um, just, like, pro social justice in general. All those people will... I mean, the downside is they'll probably leave and go to the PC. So <laughs> sorry, Hans, but <laughs> at least the consoles will be cleaner. <laughs> I like that idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna start 
like workshopping that around is is we get rid of toxic gaming by just pushing them to some they, they probably all just go like play on atari atari seems like a company that might at this point in time be willing to court those people <laughs> it's like the what's the what's the alternate twitter um gab gab yeah <laughs> like no you can come be an alt-right jack over here <laughs> it'll be fine all right master chief collection is getting xbox series man Anyway, Master Chief Collection is getting Xbox Series X updates, and I love the fact that Microsoft is like, hey, I know this first game came out like 20 years ago, but man, it'll run at 4K and 120 frames a second now. Uh, Fully optimized for Xbox Series X and Series X, it'll come free to anyone who already owns the game, and that includes if you own it on Game Pass. Launches November 17th, which, in case you're keeping track, is the day after my birthday, if you want to get me something. I don't want the Master Chief Collection, because I already have it on Game Pass, but... Man, I... I can't wait to see the hallways that all look the same in 4K. 4K, 120 frames, frames a second. second. I'm concerned Hans just turned into a map. Do you think he did just turn into a map? Do you think that's good or bad? Oh, oh, he's back. He's no longer a map. Good. Uh, upgrade means I mean, that he is like barely moving. That's fine. Uh, the upgrades mean that all of the games, so that's one, two, three, four, Reach and ODST, I think, sure. uh, will all run at 100 frames, 120 frames a second in both the single player and multiplayer with uh, better split screen improvement and support up to 4K on the Series X. So if you've ever wanted to play a 20-year-old game that's been remastered and then play it, at, I guess, at really great frame rates. I mean, my, my TV doesn't even support 120 frames per second, so... But I mean, I guess that's cool. I I I like that they're doing it regardless of um, whether or not it matters to me. Uh, another thing that's kind of interesting is that uh, four three four three Industries actually announced recently, last uh, this last August, so like last month, that all of those games will also be getting keyboard and mouse support on the Xbox. So if you're one of those like, oh, I love games, but I just can't play a first person shooter without a, a controller, Hans. Um, You'll be able to plug in your mouse and keyboard. Hey, look, I have that same mouse. Look, it's great. It's right there. Uh, you'll be able to plug your mouse and keyboard into your Xbox that you don't own um, and and play that way. So the, the better experience, some of us believe. Um, all right. Civilization 6, which I own. Do you own that, Hans? Thank goodness, because I need someone to play this with. Um, yes, I do. Back in the day... And, like, it's a long time back in the day because I, I mean, it's a Commodore game originally, It right? was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it for the 46. It came on, like, for my 46, it came on, like, a bunch of discs. Is a game called Sid Meier's Pirates. And right. it was a pirate game. It was, it was very fun. You were a pirate and you'd go from port to port, you know, stealing, you know, sinking ships and stealing their stuff and running supplies from you know a place where they were cheap to a place where they're more expensive, it was just just a good game. Um, so we've all played pirates, right? Yes, sir. Oh yeah. So on the count of three, I want to st- everyone shout out the best version, like what you know console or whatever it was on. Commodore sixty four. Well, that 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 wasn't at a count of three, so I guess just me and Cliff will shout it out since we know. I I know one, a- two. Three Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> I only actually ever played it on the PC, but I knew what he was going for there. So, um, I I would say that that is a 
that was probably a very rare occurrence for a game to come out on the Commodore 64, get ported over to honestly good as PCs, and then end up on a console. Like that was that's something that happens all the time yeah. nowadays, but was not super common back in the day. It was on the NES, it was on the Genesis. Yeah. I don't know if it had a Super NES version. But uh, um it was on the Wii. Really? Yeah, I have, I have Sid Meier's Pirates on the Wii. Uh, it's, it's Never a, played it, but it's a cool. Well, there game. was a remake in two thousand. There was a remake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in what's it say? Two thousand four. Interesting. Yeah. Cool game. Uh, it was the first game to feature Sid Meier's uh, <laughs> like prominently in the title. Uh, a thing that still exists in uh, numerous games to this day. Uh, it. Uh, also, it does have it is Sid Meier's Pirates exclamation point. I, I don't know why we're so excited about this, but we are. Anyway, all of that backstory was to get around to saying that in Civilization VI, they are going to create a new scenario, sports one to four players, and it will be a pirate quest where you quest for treasure and uh, you can play as the Dread Pirate faction, the Privateer faction, the Swashbuckler faction, or the Hoarder. Each one of them has their own unique abilities. Um, and you, I believe you can play it either co-op or against each other, but you'll you'll be fighting against navies from other, like, so the British Navy, the Spanish Navy, the French Navy, the Dutch Navy will be trying to kill you. Um, you can play it on the specially designed map that they made for it, or you can try it on any map, although that might be weird and broken, but they'll, they'll let you do it. So I loved Pirates, and I'm very curious about how this will work inside of civilization because I can't comprehend how that will function at all, but I want to play it. So I'm very happy that you have Civ 6 Hans because now we can play it together. I bought Civ 6 for myself for my birthday in 2018. I have never turned it on. Um, I paid full price $60 for it and have never loaded it. I did buy it on the switch and I've played it quite a bit there. <laughs> so anyway, it's, uh, I mean, they, huh. I love the Civilization series and if I have played since Civilization 1 and they got it right in Civilizations 4 I feel like and then they kind of started dumbing it down although 6 brings back with all the expansions a lot of the stuff that they kind of took out of 5 so we'll I would like to posit yeah. that I am dumb and I appreciate that I, I, I've only ever played 5 and 6 so I, I do not know Fair enough. all right um Cole? You know Alpha what? Centauri, that's what you I've heard that's good. That was the game. I've heard that's really good. Yeah. You, you know what they need to bring back? No. Pirates, The Legend of Black Cat. Uh, you know, I only played a little bit of that game. That was cool. I think yeah. they need more pirate games altogether. Like, I love CFEs. I would love to play more pirate games. Like, just all over. I wonder what I'm having I'll, that, I'll, that uh, uh, Pirate Battle Royale that came out. I bet you that tanked because yeah. they wanted 25 bucks for it. I'll uh, email EA and tell them to bring out Pirates Legend of Black Cat 2. Do it. Do it. Um, Hans. Sir. What is your favorite 80 movie, 80s movie starring Bill Murray? Uh, it's my favorite movie of all time. It's Ghostbusters. Is it really? I did not know that. It is 100%. I was hoping he was going to say where the Buffalo Row. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually kind of going out on a limb there. That's why I, like, I'm like, I. No, you, you win. He's got the show notes in front of him. Hopefully he realizes where I'm going. Uh, Ghostbusters is coming to Rocket League. Unfortunately, Rocket League is not Hans's favorite game, but that's okay. Uh,. It is uh, the Rocket League Halloween event starts on October 20th. You're going to be able to complete daily challenges. You'll be able to get Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man wheels, which are absolutely horrifying. Like, they're terrifying. Hans is holding up his Ghostbuster costume that he made. He has, uh, like, the Ghost 
Buster backpack as well. He, he wore it for Halloween. Like, proton pack? Yeah, proton pack. Like, uh, what, maybe two or three years ago? It's very cool. It's very cool. Um, there's Stay, Stay Fast Marshmallow Land and Slimer Toppers. There's Ectoplasm and Slime Boosts. There's Player Banners. There's Avatar Borders. Um, you'll also be able to pay real money and buy the uh, Ghostbuster Mobile. What's it called, Hans? Ecto-1. Ecto-1. Is that just what it's called? Oh, All right. Cliff, I, uh, you're fired. Dude, you know the last time I saw Ghostbusters? I will tell you it was probably in the 80s. <laughs> last week? Maybe in the 90s. Maybe. This is a problem. This is this is one of the best movies ever it's made. It's a fine movie. I, like, I, Why hasn't Carter seen it? He won't see it. He's scared of it. He's got the lowest tolerance for like scary movies in the world. I saw the new one come out. like The the one that's... I think it was supposed to be out already, but it's, I think got pushed to next year um, with yeah. the kid from Stranger Things. I'm like, oh my god, that movie looks so good. He's like, I will not see that movie. I'm like, dude you're 13 you can see this movie he's like I will not see this movie I'm like alright I mean at this point in time I don't know why you wouldn't want to see Ghostbusters like not to say that that movie doesn't hold up but like it's kind of like like when I was a kid well okay so let me give you a for instance Hans when I was a kid Pee Wee's Big Adventure the large Marge it's scene still in a that movie t- oh still a tr- tr- tremendous movie but the large Marge scene in that movie terrified me and I've seen that recently I'm like no no that's really bad claymation what would I have been scared of or like the zombie or the Nazi melting scene in the first Indiana Jones like that was terrifying when I was a kid and now I'm like well that's not scary and I think Ghostbusters has kind of some of that same like it's not that it's not scary but it's just not it's not CGI it's not super hyper realistic it's not you know like no one's going to be scared of that now I don't think well yeah Ghostbusters is not meant to be scary yeah no 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 and it's funny it's super funny, so I, I I hope to make him see it. Maybe I will like uh, Clockwork Force Orange. Him, like I, yeah, Clockwork Orange him. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Um, anyway, bunch of stuff. You can also buy a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man goal explosion. I have not spent any money on Rocket League in a long time, and I might have to I have to buy a little bit of stuff. So this is a question that maybe no one can answer. Yes, but did the Kyoto Brothers do the large Marge scene in? Kiwi's Big Adventure, or am I making that up? I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, I'm gonna... You research that and come back to us. Um, okay. Who wants to describe the uh, the picture that leads up to our next story? They did do it. It looks like scary round teeth with lots of teeth in a teeth field and a guy running through on a teeth bridge. Yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of what I would go to. So, um, Double Fine, the makers of fine games, including Psychonauts Two, um, we're talking about um, their brain in a jar world, and it's coming in Psychonauts Two. And originally, how it was like far darker, far whatever, and they're like, yeah, we changed it to be, you know, more psychedelic, less scary, less less depressing. And someone on Twitter's like, well, hey, do you have anything that's actually creepy? And they posted this screenshot and. Like the more I look at it, the worse it gets. It's it's absolutely there's just teeth everywhere, and apparently those rings of teeth rotate. Um, and there appear to be dental tools in the background. Yeah, it's 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 not good. That's what I'm gonna say. No. There's teeth everywhere. Are you guys either of you caught up with the the newest season? I think of Doctor Who, the Jodie Foster seasons. No, I haven't started that. Man, there's a there's a bad guy in that that is just covered in teeth, 
Um, like just everywhere, just teeth stuck in him all over. And it reminds me of that. And I did not like it in Doctor Who, and I do not like it in, in this game either. So anyway, teeth, I'll put a picture in the show notes. I'm sure you'll love it. <laughs> all right, questions. Um, Colby got to do news, so I think it's Hans's turn to play Dylan for this. Hey, yo, Vinny. All right. It's a little sing-songy, but I, I'll take it. Uh, Vinny hey. asks, Colby. Have you seen the uh, Teeth Monster from Channel Zero? I have not seen Channel Zero. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'll send you a picture. I bet you I am not going to like this. Um, Vinny says, with Xbox picking up Bethesda, what what are, what are the thoughts behind Xbox maybe not creating their own VR headset, but possibly putting some of their IPs in the VR space? Bethesda, since the beginning, has seemed to care about the future of VR with Fallout VR, Skyrim VR, Wolfenstein. Wait, can you play Wolfenstein in VR? Yeah, I don't know. I'd love to kick Hitler in the face in VR, though. Uh, do we see them continue on this path, and will Bethesda now, being part of Xbox, continue that strategy with some original Xbox IP? P.S. He would like Halo VR, and I do not disagree. Um, oh, my God, Colby. What yeah. What the... Yeah. Oh, I hate that so much. Like, so much. Like... <laughs> I hate so much. Um, Joe Coleslaw, actually, and, you know, he put it in Discord, and I did not copy it over to our show notes, which is a shame. Um, actually, apparently even talked about their own VR. Uh, no, their own streaming service. That's what it was, is, is they talked about doing their own streaming service. And so uh, I think that there's there's some stuff there, too. But um, what do you guys think? Do you think Bethesda will keep being have, VR proponents? Have I uh, told you my theory on Microsoft VR? No. So, um, remember the cardboard VR things? Yes, the Google ones. With, yeah, with um, essentially being able to use your phone to uh, do Microsoft games, you could do VR via your phone and uh, cloud play. Thing. Oh, that's really an interesting idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it would work. I honestly don't. But. Uh, yeah, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I I wish nothing more in this world than that Microsoft had bought Oculus instead of Facebook. Like yeah. Oculus would be a million times better off than it is now, but whatever. And we'd probably get streaming. Although I will say, like this is something you should you should know, Hans. Um the Oculus just runs Android, right? And yeah. the quest, yeah. Yep. And the Game Pass, or so the xCloud app is just an Android app, and it can be sideloaded onto any Android device, including the Oculus. So you can, in theory, like it just plays in big screen mode, essentially. So you're not, it's not a real VR yeah. experience, but you can play Xbox games inside your Oculus uh, just by sideloading the APK into your, your system. So I don't know. Yeah, so now that I have a VR headset that runs at a fairly High resolution. Yeah, know, it's, it's good. The Quest One is is better than like what I used to play with, and uh, you know the older headsets. I can't spend more than thirty minutes in there without getting a headache. Oh, really? So yeah, um, I don't know. I think I need more resolution and more frame rates or something. I'm not sure what it is, but it it hurts my brain. Oh, that's too bad. I get uh, I get motion sick um, pretty easy in them just because I have terrible inner ears but i don't know i think i think to answer the question Vinny, i think that vr is 
stronger than VR has ever been. And I do not think with the, with the quest two, especially like that is a prime piece of hardware. Um, I think it is, is, yeah, but I can't see a big game like a Bethesda game going to a, something, you know, a standalone headset that's going to have to always be plugged in. I mean, I played Skyrim VR. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was on PlayStation though, where you were plugged into something. So, I mean, I guess the PlayStation is not that powerful. No. no. Yeah, I, I mean, PlayStation is going to at some point in time release a PSVR two. Like that's just kind of a, a given. Do you think they will? Yeah, I think so. They've already. Well, okay, so. Uh, I will say one of two things. I think that either PlayStation will release a PSVR 2 or they will release a Quest-type headset that plays PlayStation games um, or maybe plays both. Um, but I, I, I do not think they are going to get out of the, the VR market. I think that they've made a lot of money. They've sold a lot of headsets. I don't know if it's still true, but for the longest time, the most sold headset on the planet was PSVR. So I think it's done pretty well for them. Um, and they continue to like show P- VR games. So I, yeah, I think so. I think it would be very, very stupid of Xbox to not get into the VR game, whether that's, but I don't necessarily think they'll make their own hardware. I would, I kind of wonder if they'll figure out a way to stream to it or, uh, just get their games onto the Quest or something like that. They could make a cheaper version of the HoloLens, a consumer version yeah, of HoloLens. Yeah, that's an option too. Minecraft, you know. Yeah. I, I, I just can't... Do AR instead of VR. I can't imagine that they're going to sit on VR for another generation. But maybe. Like, who knows? Maybe, Microsoft's a, a strange company sometimes. So, um, And I mean, frankly, I would rather have them be kind of the odd man out than to pull like a kind of Google where they're like, hey, we're into VR and then aren't into VR. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Weapon Man says, with Xbox having one more major studio purchased and uh, getting closer to the launch date of the Series X. Oh, okay. Let me let me rephrase. I think I'm going to have to read this backwards and, and, and add some words. Um, I don't know if he, if Eddie thinks that Xbox is going to purchase another studio between now and the launch of Xbox, or if, you know, because they've been rumored to, or if it's rumored to, or if we're just going to imagine this. Take whichever of those you will. Microsoft is buying another studio between now and November 10th. What studio do you think it could be? Um, CD Projekt Red. Nah, man, I wonder. I mean, they've got the money. What do you think CD Projekt Red's worth? Because, I mean, the thing about CD Projekt Red is you're not just buying... That's not buying CD Projekt Red. That's also probably buying GOG. I don't know. That's interesting. That would be a... Man, could you imagine if they pulled that off? What do you think CD Projekt Red's worth? Two billion? Two billion. and a half billion? What do you think, Cole? Uh, market valuation has surpassed eight billion. Dang. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a company that has made, what, three video games? <laughs> but, I mean... They get a they get a pretty good launcher. They get Cyberpunk, which is the the new hotness. They get Witcher. You know, you get two worlds that you could really, and you get their engine right. They have their own engine, isn't? Yeah, I think so. Built and, I think so. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I I, I like CD Projekt Red. What do you think, Gal? <sighs> I don't know. I like Sega. <laughs> I like Sega as an option a lot. I, I think. 
Yeah, the Sega would be interesting, but I don't. I don't. That know. would pull apart a bunch of Nintendo's IP like yeah. games, though. They're, Sega lives so heavily in Nintendo Land, right? Yeah, now. but Xbox actually doesn't live not heavily in Nintendo Land. You know, I mean, they've been pretty good friends with Nintendo. Um, what about? Uh, I, I'd love to see them buy. Like, I don't want to say Konami is the right Capcom. God, could you imagine if Microsoft bought Catcom? Rockstar. I don't think they have enough money oh. to buy Rockstar. I mean, they, they have enough money to buy Rockstar, but... Is is uh, $3.5 billion. Really? How is CD Projekt Red valued at more than Rockstar? I don't know. Because they own GOG, they get a percentage. It's like Steam, right? Yeah. So they get... Interesting. Yeah, Rockstar. I, I would love to see them buy an Eastern developer, like a Konami or a Capcom or a... Capcom's owned by someone weird, isn't it? Maybe? I don't know. I thought Capcom got bought out by That's someone. Possibility. I, what has Capcom put out lately that wasn't... All the Resident Evil games? Yeah, I mean, so that's... yeah, Some that's, fighting games. Yeah, um, a bunch of fighting yeah, games. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So that'd be Microsoft going into the fighting realm. Yeah, but I, th- I would just like to see them have... Like, they've tried so hard to break into the, Japan. It would be interesting to see them actually buy a... A company that would get them there, you know. So I don't know. Interesting idea. Uh, all right. So Joe Coleslaw's question is a thousand miles long. Colby, who is it? Konami makes all of the uh, the pachinko games or whatever they're called. I, right? I believe so. Yeah. So they're probably hurting for money right now. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Someone should, nice to have. someone should buy that yeah. the company that made that new like Breath of the Wild gotcha game. Um, I can't remember what it's called. The game made $150 million in two weeks. Oh, it's yeah, free that, to play. The Chinese one. Yeah, Gaishin, Gaishin something, yeah. something. I've heard it's good. Yeah, Col- Carter played it um, and liked it quite a bit. Uh, okay, so Joe Coleslaw, he said he would like to first and foremost apologize for being out of the mix for so long. He has been busy and would also like to congratulate on smashing the record for Extra Life 2020 and that we're almost to four, well, four years of Extra Life and almost four years of the podcast. Um, his first month of absence here is, so for this month of absence, here is his first official question to a regular episode of Bite Me Podcast. Um, and then he included a commercial for BiteMePodcast.com that I'm not going to read. But go to Bite you Me. You want me to? You could, sure, yeah. Read it in your best. No, I don't I don't want to. Read it I in your best you Adam to. West commercial voice. I, I don't have, this is my radio voice. Oh, it's not good. In a world. Oh, that's good. That's good. But first, <laughs> allow me to talk about www.BiteMePodcast.com. That is BiteMePodcast.com. God. You're listening to the show right now. Why not check out their website? To stay up to date with the show you know and love, set it to your favorites, set it to your homepage, join the Discord, subscribe on YouTube, follow and subscribe to twitch.tv slash BiteMePodcast. And finally, check out their p- Patreon, patreon.com slash BiteMePodcast. God, that was the most like NPR doing a actual podcast commercial. Like I, that was actually pretty good call. You might have some VO work in your future, man. His name's not good enough for NPR. You have to have a really interesting. Oh, bummer. Yeah, no, I just dropped the Y, so I'm Cole B. Yeah, but I can also go by Cole Rudiger, Cole Bryant. Pretty good name. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. A- 
anyway, uh, with many sports games, this is actually this actually was going to go into Troll Corner um, because it's super crappy. But we'll let uh, Joe pull it into questions. Uh, with many sports games uh, using different advertising strategies, billboards, product placement, bumper ads, placed between MMA rounds, and now unskippable advertisements in the latest NBA 2K game. Uh, number one, how crummy is this being added? After reviews were locked in. So NBA uh, 2K21 came out, let the game get reviewed, and then a month after it was released, added (laughs) commercials to it. They're unskippable commercials for the Oculus Quest 2. Um, (laughs) So... Followed by just a dude flipping you <laughs> off. Now, keep in mind, too, this is the game that already was like, oh, so uh, you want to play this on the PlayStation 5? That's going to be $100. <laughs> it's 70 bucks on the PlayStation 5 if you buy it directly. If you want to be able to upgrade your PS4 copy to PS5, you had to buy, like, the, I don't know, Kobe Bryant Kobe edition. edition. It's 100 bucks. So Does does the Kobe edition have commercials? Probably. Anyway, they added commercials after the fact. Garbage. Uh, how many people do you believe? would vote with their wallets not to buy these 60 to 70 dollar plus microtransaction laden games plus advertising um unfortunately i think a lot of people won't know right these are the people that won't even realize it's a thing yeah but how many people are going to buy 2k21 after getting commercials added to or 22 after getting commercials added to 2k21 so yeah i think the next series you're the right. problem so being joe do, do you want to hear my uh <laughs> cynical take on that please you know, probably the same amount. Absolutely, because what's the competition to NBA 2K21? Oh, there's not any. <laughs> yep. You want to play NBA basketball, you play NBA 21. It's the same reason that Madden can be kind of crappy every year. It's the same reason that FIFA can be kind of crappy every year because they lock it down, and if you want to play those teams, you play it here. So I think Madden did that in... 2000 that's like the, t- the the 20th anniversary of them going like man we can't compete what if we just use money yep and they have it locked down for i think another five years now so yeah. uh so joe says we have to suck it up and get used to all media types looking to take advantage of our in- attention spans and forcing advertisements down our eyes and ears yeah yep you do han says no but i, I don't i mean i will not monetarily support a game that does that i mean were you gonna oh, buy uh uh an NBA game? No. That's <laughs> yeah. Hans will not monetarily support a game that he was not going to purchase anyway. <laughs> yeah, I I will buy NBA Jam. Give me an NBA oh, Jam. Big heads. I'm on fire. I M- yeah. yeah. I want NBA Jam 2K21. Didn't NBA Jam, a new one, just come out and wasn't it kind of garbage? Yeah, I think so. But That makes me okay. sad. Man, I keep clicking back to Facebook Messenger and I just keep seeing a guy covered in teeth. <laughs> I'm going to have to go in and delete Uh, that. Anyway, um, yeah, I think, unfortunately, the reality is, is, I mean, I guess I I can think of it this way. Would I rather a game have, like, pay-to-win microtransactions or commercials? I'd rather have commercials. You know, I mean, it's. I, I think the worst part about this, the thing that really made me drop into Troll Corner is not that they added commercials because, like, you know, whatever, you know, you're a product all the time. Like, you just have to accept that. Um, but I think it was terrible that they did it post review. Like that is just the, like, that's, that's not like adding commercials is stabbing the dagger. Adding it post review is them twisting it. So anyway, princess Megan. I don't, I think the problem is, is that people don't realize that video game companies are companies yeah, and companies like money. Yeah. And so any way that they can earn money, they will. Yeah. If if it was possible for like a little 
I don't know, robot to come and chop your legs off so that they could make two cents extra, there would be a little robot that came to chop your legs yeah, off no matter what you thought. That is like true. that is all companies want is your money. They don't care. That is true. Um, I'm also going to trademark a little robot guy that chops your legs off. I mean, for- money reasons i don't i don't quite know it's kind of an underpants gnome thing where there's a question mark profit but yeah i'll figure well, it out i mean i think the thing is is like that, that's really true though is if if adding oculus commercials to this netted them 10 million dollars and they only lost five million dollars for the sales that's still mm-hmm. a net gain of five million dollars so it it is the reason why microtransactions will never go away people don't like you vote with your wallet, but like if they're making more money with microtransactions than they're losing, they don't care if you're not playing. Well, and to be frank too, like voting with your wallet only works if you actually vote with your wallet <laughs> because and most people, yeah, like, like microtransactions raked in like billions of dollars last year. So mm-hmm. a lot of people not voting with their wallets. They're voting with their wallets wrong. Maybe that's the problem is we weren't very specific <laughs> about how to vote with your wallets. That means not buying things, not using your wallet to buy things. Maybe that was the confusion. Voting's hard, people. Um, you know. Anyway, Princess Megan. Princess Megan, like, she posted this in the Discord, and it was the nicest thing in the entire world because my week has been kind of garbage. And she came in and she said, what is one good thing that happened to you this week? If nothing happened to you good this week, call, like, just try and find something good that happened to you recently. Extra life, man. Are you Extra life, right? Extra life was absolutely incredible. It was the best, like, feel-good weekend that I've had in a long time. Like, seeing... All those people contribute seeing, you know, I get to play with Hans. I played video games with Hans for probably 15 hours this weekend. Like, we don't do that every weekend. We should do that every weekend. But, you know, like, that was amazing. Extra Life was was phenomenal. It was really nice to, like, take a, a look back and, and think about it. You know, I will say the other thing that happened to me this weekend, it was kind of a, a double-edged sword. But, like, I had a tree in my backyard that needed to come down. And I was not dealing with it. And I was like, ah, oh, it's going to cost like $1,000 to do it. And I did not buy a battery for my car. And so it died. And I'm like, I need to do that. I had all these things I needed to do. And then in a single day, they all got done because I had to do all of them. They came chop down a tree, chop, chop down true trees. And I had to fix the battery in my car in order to move it so they could get the trees out. So it was one of those things that like, oh, I need to do that. Oh, I need to do that. Oh, I need to do that. And then, oh my God, it was just done. And it sucked at the time, but it's nice having it done now. Although now I can see a lot of my neighbors, like a lot of my neighbors. And I do not like that. Do not like that at all. Colby, what did you do that's good? Tell me something good, Colby. I don't know. I went camping, and that was. Okay. Did you make s'mores? Like just day camping, yeah. S'mores are awesome. Yeah. Do you remember s'moreos? I do. S'moreos are great. Like normal, normal Oreo, like normal s'mores are good, but they're kind of sticky and messy. Instead, just twist a, a Oreo apart, make a marshmallow stick in the middle. S'moreos, they're delicious. I uh, actually, so the first, I went and did it twice, but the first time we used uh, fudge stripe cookies. Oh, like the pinwheel cookies? Yeah. yeah. No, no, not pinwheel cookies. Are, yeah, EL, yeah, like the the round. Yeah, yeah those are yeah, great. Those stripes. are a great way to do it, too. Um, And then this last time, I uh, they did like, you can get uh, chocolate-covered graham cracker cookies. Oh, very and nice. That's that's just a s'more once you add a uh, oh, no, marshmallow. Yeah. Marshmallow to it, those are pretty good. Either way, I'm coming out as pro s'more. That's what I'm saying. Uh, pro s'more. I, f- I finished Haunting of Hill House and thought it was an excellent show, so that's good. Yeah, I'm I'm two episodes away from uh, finishing Bly Manor. 
Um, yeah, me too. Which is good. I like it a lot. You should watch Hill House because I'll probably watch it next. Probably. Oh, I fit. You know, I I I, re- I really like Bly Manor, but Hill House is, I think, a, a better show. I finished it's excellent. Uh, Shit's Creek this week, and that is both like a, a happy and sad moment because it's happy because it's probably one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Um, but it's sad because it's over now and I'm out of episodes, which is always disappointing. So if you if you told me that Eugene Levy would be in a like TV show that I absolutely adored, I don't I don't know if I believe that. But that's because you haven't seen him in any of the Christopher Guest. And I think that that's exactly why. Is like when I think of Eugene Levy, I'm like that kind of you think of he did American Pie, uh huh, American Pie, or like he did a lot. Like he was in a like a movie with the Olsen twins. Like that's who I think about. Not uh-huh. not like. Go SCTV watch. Uh, go Levy. watch like Best of Show yeah. or Waiting for. I don't know if he is he in Waiting he for Gossman. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, and uh, well, and so his so is the lady who plays his win. wife in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah all like a lot of the same people are kind of in that. Yeah. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. Um, but yeah, go watch those. Yeah. And it's uh, Shit's Creek is incredible. If you have not seen it, it's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. They're only twenty one minutes long, um, so you can power through. And I think there's only like. 12 or 14 episodes a season so it's like 80 episodes at 21 minutes you can plow through that in a good weekend i mean like a really good weekend uh all right uh hans and i have a friend his name is rich and he asked us a question oh i don't have a friend named rich well i mean i think i am friends with him on facebook oh, damn it in that case he's... i think i don't know you're friends with his wife that's that's close yeah. enough yeah um I, hans and i have met him in person though we have shared um, sweet. A kiss. We have not no. shared a kiss. <laughs> Absolutely not. But we did share school bread together at Epcot. And it was. Have, oh. I assume yeah. that Hans is coming yeah, off microphone to say, no, actually, I have kissed Rich. <laughs> but. <laughs> I, as 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 much as that would make me happy. <laughs> uh, Rich is a very good, very. Ah, I love friend. that guy. Uh. Rich asks, random question as I plan to use his PTO for staycations. Um, I was the president of my school's PTO for a long time, and it's a parent-teacher organization when applied to schools, but he needs paid time off, but it always confuses me. Uh, where is the last place and or type of vacation you would want to take? Like, where would you absolutely not want to go? And I, I think, like, I mean, I don't think we're talking North Korea here. Like, that's that's kind of a given. I would kind of like to go to North Korea. Yeah, it's Korea. probably interesting. I interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. Um, I don't think I'm, like, a beach vacation kind of person. Uh, oh, I do. I love well, and, like, I, and I think to me, like, there's a difference. It's like, I don't mind going to the beach for a day. I think that's fun. Um, and even like the idea of going to like Hawaii kind of interests me, but I don't have any interest in like going to the beach every day. Um, and so like, I, I just don't know what I would do at the beach. Like I don't, I, I like, I like water. I like the ocean a lot. Um, like we used to go to my grandpa's house. Um, he lived in Morro Bay, like central California coast. And I love to go down to the beach because I'd like to go look at all the birds and all the cool little critters living in tide pools and stuff. But like, I've never gone to a beach and just like laid on a beach for a while that's just not my thing like it seems sandy and hot and sweaty like i sweat indoors with ac i don't need to be out on a 90 degree beach in the sun that sounds terrible so beach is probably not my thing but i like to visit beaches so i don't know the uh place i would least like to vacation the overlook hotel Ooh, good point so I will say Colby and I had the pleasure, quote unquote pleasure, of going to the Ringling 
Ringling, Barnum and Bailey. That place was amazing. <laughs> uh, like their museum, their winter quarters in uh, right outside of Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And that was a horror. I've been Have there too. Really? Do you remember yes. it also being a horror? Yes, I do. <laughs> Our place was amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. Every year the, the pictures from that come up on my like Facebook memories. And I'm like, why did my grandparents take us there? The best part about it is my grandparents took us there. They're like, we're not going to come in. But here's entrance so like your family can go. I'm like, why don't you want to come? They're like, we've seen it before. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> it was very not good. Very not good. So, you know, like all those places that have a lot of people. Yeah, you don't want to go there. I don't want to go anywhere where there's lots of people. Yeah. I don't like people. I don't like people. And pe- when there's lots of them, I really don't like them. I don't like people either, but I have to make the exception for the Disney properties because I love them a lot. I don't like waiting in lines. I don't like people. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to you have to make the exception for that. You know where my favorite place is in Disneyland? No. Oh, the Penny, Penny Arcade. Arcade. Yeah. I did know that. There was never anyone in there, and it shows awesome, cool, old things. They kind of redid it, too. I don't think it's as there as it used to be. So, sorry, man. I also like their Nickelodeon, but they changed that, too. The Like the movie theater thing? The Where you like can drop in and watch like old Oh, sure, 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 sure. That's still there. Have you ever been to the... Pons will know the name of it. It's in San Francisco. Uh, it's all the old arcade. Mechanico Music Kit. Yeah. Yes. On the pier. Yeah, that's amazing. That place is like, I want to spend a week there. I have not been there. I went to San Francisco. I missed it. Man. Uh, the other place I would not like to visit, Centralia, Pennsylvania. Oh, I'd love to go there. Is that the place that's the on fire? The, the coal mine, yeah, is underground, is on fire. Yeah, that... But they've changed it. They uh, they paved over, like, all because people would spray paint. They paved over that and stuff. So now it's not as interesting. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I'm actually pretty open. You know, Colby and I did Route 76 one time. It's 66. Sorry, Route 66. Yeah. It's, hot. it's interstate. It's just off of Route 66. Interstate 76, it's... Fallout 76, Route 66. Um, and that was nothing like Cars the movie. Mm. Um, no. It was mostly a lot of really sad. T- it, it was actually just like Cars the movie, but the first part of Cars the movie. <laughs> a lot of very, a lot of poverty, a lot of. <laughs> If you want to be depressed, yeah. go to uh, Winslow, Arizona. Yeah, you know. And just see the mad poverty, except for the one place where there's a statue of, I don't know, probably one of the horrible people in the Eagles. Possibly the most horrible. I can't remember his name. Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry, yeah. I can't remember if he's the, the bad one or not. I don't know. I mean, the only good Eagle is uh, um, the one that was on Drew Carey show. Um <laughs> Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. He's the only good eagle. What about the guy that but, got kicked out of the Eagles? Like, he seemed okay. He, he might yeah. be good. I don't know. At least one of the Eagles was caught with underage, you know, prostitutes. So Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. You know. Um, but uh, I mean, which Rudy, Rudy Giuliani has that not happened to? Exactly. Yeah. But uh, the... The the Winslow, Arizona, there is the one gift shop and then the one statue of standing on the corner of Winslow, Arizona, and the rest is just the most, like, depressing poverty you've ever we seen. We stopped to, like, use a restroom and it was terrifying. It was not... Yeah. that Like, that the portion of, of uh, New Mexico that Route 66 goes through was just horrible. So what I would... We did some bad things to Native Americans, guys. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. Anyway, I do not recommend... Route 66 as a vacation either. Do you remember the Four Corners? How depressing oh that my was. God, it was I just wanted to buy 
everything from everyone. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was not good. Like, I had a very good Navajo taco there, though. Um, mm-hmm. It was probably not worth the trail of tears, but whatever. No, um, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Big Chappie, he got a cat. I don't remember its name. You have died. All both. Yay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now you are spooky ghost for the next hundred years. Who, what, where do you want to haunt? Oh, this, sh- this, this shitty quadplex I live in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's so simple. I will be the thought. There's room for one yeah. more. I'm going to go haunt the. I guess mansion. I'll 100%. I'll be the hundred and first ghost, or maybe you could take yeah. Walt Disney World, and I'll take Disneyland, and we'll each be that's perfect ghost, which is cool because that way I get haunted yeah. mansion holiday too. Yeah. So everybody yeah. wins. Oh yeah, you get better. But you know, well, I mean, I don't see there's any reason that we can't like take day trips to like haunted manor. Like it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, Colby and I, I are going to... That's how er, ghosts work. <laughs> yeah, that's not how ghosts work. Hans and I, I can't remember anybody's name, are going to the Haunted Mansion. Where are you going, Cole? Are you just going to stay there and haunt your, like, landlord? Like, yeah, I mean, he's like 85 years so old. Something tells me that... He'll go he's first. Not long for this world. <laughs> so. What happens when your landlord dies? I hope that his son's nice. <laughs> I don't know. Now, where are you actually going to haunt, Colby? Um... I don't know. I will admit haunting mom actually sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Um, How would she know? (laughs) Shit falls over in her house. It's either a ghost or a possum. (laughs) I think it could be a good time. All right. A hundred years. That's a long time to haunt things. And I'm kind of curious about the hundred year cutoff. Like, do I stop being a ghost at hundred years? Like I just... Uh, next question. Final question. Charisma Icon says he's currently listening to the newest episode, which is now actually the second to newest episode. And there is talk of the universal run and jump button. Colby was talking about how video games for the current generation all kind of use the same, uh, controls except Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm looking at you and I'm being angry about it. So it got him to thinking, is pushing the left stick the optimal run button? Is the bottom face button the best jump button? What about using scopes by pushing the right stick? Yes. I do not really. I know that like the click the left button to run is probably the best thing you can do, but I'm, I don't like it very much. Um, what do you take away? Yeah, no, I on the, the thing to do it. That is, better? and I a hundred percent agree. Like I, I, there is nothing better. I, I a hundred percent agree with that. I wish, um, like, with a pro controller, I wish I could map it differently though. Um, I wish I could map like one of my buttons on the back to be run. And it doesn't like, it's really hard to remap a click to, but the ones on the back are just the ones on the yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I just wish there was a way I could do it. I just don't like that action. Although as you recall, like what, maybe 80 episodes ago, I found mm, out that yes. you can click to run and I did not know that. So yeah, but, you, you didn't always hold it. Yeah. Down. That, that's been a, a revelation for me. So, so that's nice. Um, I'm a big fan of not making triggers. Um, like, I don't think a trigger should ever be a jump button. That's horrible. No. And I don't think a trigger should ever be, um, a, shoot button either really i'm not a big fan of using triggers to shoot unless it's and and the reason being is uh it depends on the game though like i if it's a thing where i'm going to be shooting a lot i don't a first person shooter um you don't want it to be the trigger button 
I'm going to say the trigger button because that's what they're called. Well, and I'm thinking more like um like a not necessarily a first person shooter because I do like the like scope shoot. Like that's fine. Yeah. I'm thinking like a game where I'm going to be hitting the button a lot, like a pew 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 pew, pew kind of shooting. Which almost never have those. But I've had it be it a few times and I hate it when it is. So yeah, yeah, like on a, a you know say a, a shmup, yeah. it's almost never the trigger. Yeah, but it's occasionally like they that. are, and I don't like that. But yeah, no, for a first person shooter, I don't think there's anything better than scope shot. Um, yeah. I think that's that's by far. I can't imagine using a scope by pushing the right stick. That sounds like it would be. So usually that's to um like zoom in. sniping. Well, it's either to zoom in or it's to like calm your breathing. What do you guys think about games that make you calm your breathing? Do you think that's a good addition or a bad addition? Playing Tarkov, I think it's an addition that works out very well, but it's also a punch. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing I've like, I I think the funny thing is, is it's something that is so like you're like, oh, yeah, I I push in my strict to control my breathing so I can be a better sniper. My wife was watching me play Far Cry 4 and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm holding my breath so I can be a better sniper. She's like. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would a video game make you well, do that? I mean, that? it's real life. Well, I'm not saying it's not yeah. real life, I mean, but yeah. I think that's the thing is, is it's real life in a game that is absolutely not real life. <laughs> like it, yeah, it's a enough. super realistic thing to do in games that are very not realistic. And it, it kind of made me think like, is that is that taking a thing a step too far? Like I, I would miss it if I didn't have it. Yeah, but it's generally because um, snipers are, like, sniper rifles in games are very powerful. Yeah, you have to do something to override and, the OPness of them. Yeah. Yep. I get it. So I get it. It was just, it's, it, when she, she when she came out and was just like, well, that's stupid. I was like, is that stupid? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Cheap Free Games this week. We're going to talk about a couple. Uh, Epic Story is getting a little bit spooky this week with uh, Costume Quest 2, which is a spectacular game. I highly recommend that. That's from the people at Double Fine. Um, and Layers of Fear 2, which I have not played. And the reason I have not played it is because I don't own it. But as of Thursday, I will own it. And I'm very excited to try that. I loved Layers of Fear 1 is absolutely my favorite um like psychological horror game of all time. So I've heard that layers of fear two is not as good, but it takes place on a boat and I like boats. So can't be bad. So pick those up from the Epic game store. Um, did you guys see the, the tease for, for this next game coming to Xbox game pass? So mm-hmm. they, they put a picture of like a giant castle under siege and then put like a six, like color rainbow above it and just post it to Instagram and people are like, huh? <laughs> Anyways, Rainbow Six Siege is coming to console and by coming to console, it is also coming to Android uh, via streaming uh, on October 22nd. I have not played Siege at all, but Dylan played it a lot and really liked it. So you might. I own yeah, it. Yeah, I do too. I, I own it on the it. PC, but maybe I'll play it now that it's actually on the Xbox. So I own it on the Xbox. Oh, well, maybe we can play it together now that it's on the Xbox. You will not like Rainbow Six Siege, Cliff. Why? A lot of planning. Hey Cliff, how do you, how do you like um, realistic shooters? You know, it's not that I dislike realistic shooters. It's that I'm very, very bad at realistic shooters. So really, it's more like people on my team don't want me to play. All right, well, I won't play Rainbow Six Siege. October 29th, you can pick up a bunch of other Double Fine games. You can get Grim Fandango remastered on PC console Android, Day of the Tentacle remastered on PC console Android, and Full Throttle remastered PC console Android. I have played two of the three of those recently. Um, 
Man, 90s adventure games are something. I liked uh I liked still the best no. thing ever. Man, Full Throttle Remastered, I was like, oh my god, I loved that game. It was like my favorite game. And then I beat it um, when it came out on PC, the remastered version. I was like, how did I ever find this game enjoyable? This is terrible. And uh, Grim Fandango is fine. It's funny. But God, it's so slow. Like, you walk everywhere and your walking is just glacial. Uh, Day of the Tentacle, though, I have not played, and I adored that game. So I played it on the Vita a couple years back, and I Colby it. and I played Day of the Tentacle and uh, Sam and Max. Max Hit the Road. Uh, they were like probably the first two games we got right when we got a PC when I was like sixteen, and man, we spent just hours together at the same PC like trying to figure that out. So I, I don't know. I might have to play Day of the Tentacle again. Didn't even have it on CD. It was on, on disc. Uh, disc, so it didn't have the voices. Yeah. Oh, the other tentacle was fun. So that's a that's a sequel to Maniac Mansion, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a a distant relative. There you go. Yeah, it's like a spiritual sequel. All right. Well, that's us for this week. We've talked probably long enough. This is very close to two hours long. Uh, you can follow us. I already did the. Commercial. You already did do the commercial. So I guess if you don't want to listen to this and you've already listened to what Colby said, um, then you can just end here. Bite me. Bite yeah. me. If you skip through Colby's part because you thought it was a real commercial because he was so good. Um, then you're done. Then, <laughs> do we do not say that those things about our listeners, Colby. They are brilliant and beautiful. Um, but uh, you can go to bitemepodcast.com, uh, like Joe said, and, and follow us there. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, slash bite me, and follow us there. You can... I forgot, to, I forgot to do patrons this week. I'm sorry, patrons. You guys are all awesome, and sometimes I forget things. Go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to uh, contribute to our Patreon. Keep this podcast free. Not that I have any way to charge you for it if you don't, but it's it's like a... It's like a... We'll come to your house and take money. Yeah, Colby will send his, like, robot that cuts off your legs. I Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't... I it's, We're still figuring out the profit part of that. It's but, a planning phase right now. Yeah, it'll now, be fine. But uh, I'm looking for some venture capitalists. You know, there's a bunch of sociopath venture capitalists out there. You can probably get this funded. You mean Col- venture capitalists? Yeah, that's what I meant. I- um, and let's see, final place you can, you can come hang out with us on discord, chat with us all day long. Go to bite me podcast.com slash discord to do that. Uh, anything else? All right. Um, one bite me. All right. Bite me. Bite me.